Hi, I'm Jayan Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. This is the second episode today of our of the daily covid series and uh, the other big news for today is the economic package announced by finance minister nirmala sitaraman just a few hours ago as we are recording and there's already a lot to discuss i i concede that there is these are issues that we might be discussing for the next couple of days but I, we're just going to cover some initial impressions in this podcast episode today and joining me from delhi is priscilla jebraj who covers finance ministry for the hindu Priscilla hi thanks for joining us today hi jay right so here. thank you uh, so 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 right just as i said initial impressions what is the so it's it's 1.7 lakh crores and uh, i guess what i've already been hearing is that um, it's it's a good start but it's it's not enough and so let's let's just start with that angle what what are you hearing about whether this is like an appropriate amount to spend during this time so uh, most economists that i've spoken to as well as uh, you know social sector workers who are working among poor and vulnerable groups uh, have really welcomed uh, the announcement of a package to start with people are saying it you know that this should have been announced before the lockdown was announced so that there was some sense of security yeah. um, people uh, uh, have really welcomed the doubling of ration uh, food grain um, allocation Uh, and said that that's really a necessary move and would be very helpful for uh, you know 80 crore uh, people in the country it covers so that that's important but uh, with regard to cash transfers there are some issues both in terms of uh, the amount that is being given as well as uh, the groups who are left out and uh, you know the gaps that are still there right so just let's just elaborate on that a little bit which are the major okay. groups that have been left out so what people are saying is one uh, major group is uh, the migrant population um so just about everyone else has a ration card if you are living whether in villages or in cities and uh, you will be able to and the poor will be able to get uh, the benefit of this additional ration but if you're a migrant worker uh, your ration card is probably sitting at home with your family in the village while you are working somewhere else and you don't have a ration where you are uh so you do not get the benefit of that additional food and many of these people have lost their jobs because of the uh, the lockdown and so you see them i mean that's why you see these uh, images in the media of um hundreds of men walking uh, because there's no other way they've lost their jobs where they are and so they're walking back to their villages uh this is this creates a health emergency as well as they move in these large numbers um and kind of defeats the purpose of the lockdown but they do not have any food security where they are so um and and they do not get any benefit from this uh package so one of the suggestions that's been made is that there should have been for them um community kitchens uh so cooked food being made available and food being made available where they are so that they do not move out okay and is the fact that these um, does that idea work with uh, social distancing i mean i i can see that of course there there is the issue of giving people food and that's that's the most important thing but uh any suggestion that that's why such a move wasn't contemplated so social distancing can be put into place the way it's being done for example in the shelters in delhi there are night shelters where cooked food is being provided it's simply that yeah. you know it's not enough and it hasn't been announced at a central level so that all states do it so individual states are doing this already and you can put into place social distancing measures after all even to pick up ration 
people do have to go. So you can do staggered timings, you can do you know, various measures like that can be put into place. Or something else needs to be done. How else do you reach this huge migrant population? So that's one group that's been decked out. The other group is, I suppose, those who do not have um, access to a bank account. Uh, who, so uh, the, the way that um, the cash transfer section is being done is uh, to both Jandan account holders, women Jandan account holders, as well as to uh, pensioners and uh, widows and uh, uh, disabled people. But all of this requires uh, having a bank account. So there will be numbers of daily wagers and informal sector workers who don't have a bank account and therefore are not able to get the benefit of these cash transfers. So they may fall through the gaps. And uh, the other group is uh, Narega workers where um, and landless agriculture workers who often are Narega workers. Uh, so they, the government did announce as part of its package a uh, 20 rupee increase in uh, wages for Narega workers. But uh, given that Narega work sites have shut down in many parts of the country, uh, because, and, and the finance minister herself mentioned this, that because of the risk of uh, COVID-19 transmission, um, work sites have shut down, which means that these people do not get any benefit during this time. While the increase in wages may help once the lockdown is lifted, uh, it doesn't help them much now. So these are kind of, you know, the people who fall through the gaps. But of course, the package does cover uh, large numbers of poor and vulnerable groups. Okay, and just on the Narega point again, did the finance minister say anything about um, making sure that Narega projects continue or... You know, is it is it just as a as a kind of a where it's appropriate to continue basis? Yeah, she kind of said that it has to be taken into account that social distancing uh, norms have to be taken into account, which effectively means in many states that it has been shut down. So um, they did put out last week. I think there were guidelines put out saying that uh, work sites should be uh, not more than fifty people. Or then not more than 20, and that attendance would be done on an individual basis rather than on a group basis. But that was in the early days of, uh, you know, the COVID-19 spread. Okay. When we were simply trying to reduce the numbers of people. Uh, now that there's a full lockdown, there's pretty much no work happening. Um, and just to just to quickly also ask about uh, what, what are the what are the what are the good things in this package? I did hear that the uh, the provisions relating to food, grain, and pulses. Uh, that's a welcome step. Yes, that has really been welcome. So uh, in addition to the five kgs of uh, either rice or wheat that is uh, provided at a subsidized rate to some 80 crore people under um, the PDS system uh, per month, this will now uh, provide an additional five kg of free. So this is not even subsidized, but people will get it free for the next three months, as well as in Importantly, they will also get one kilo of pulses. Uh, currently, I think pulses are only provided, if I'm not mistaken, in Tamil Nadu and Himachal Pradesh. So this, uh, you know, gives a protein component to uh, our sub uh, to our food system across the country. Uh, one issue that has been brought up is that um, th there are huge amounts of uh, of cereal stock in the country. So the Food Corporation of India, the government warehouses. Have a lot of surplus stock and you know it's, it's about to be the wheat harvest and there's likely to be and it's supposed to be a good harvest so there there and there is a system already in place to procure food grain so this should not be an issue but on the other hand with pulses there is no real system uh, nafed does have um some pulses in its warehouses but overall this will be something that um, 
we'll have to see how it works on the ground that systems will have to be put into place to uh, procure pulses sufficiently to provide for every household. Uh, so this is one kg of pulses for every household is how it's being done. So uh, people did, uh, there, there were demands for additional uh, uh, additional um, things to be included in the PDS system. One was cooking oil, uh, another was uh, spices, I think. Uh, and, yeah, and another was soap. Uh, that in this time of COVID-19 where there's demands for increased sanitation and people are being told to wash their hands, not all poor people have easy access to soap, had regular access to soap. So um, that was one of the things. And this is something the government may consider in, in future packages. But um, I think this is a really good start, is what most people have said, the increase in ration, especially since our PDS system is an existing system that, that works. Uh, so you don't have to set up new um, systems in place to deliver these, uh, these benefits. The cash transfers, like I said, the major amounts are <coughs> the major amounts are going to uh, one thousand rupees over three months will be given to uh, about three crore pensioners. Uh, that's people above sixty years, uh, widows, and disabled people. And then there are about twenty crore women who hold Jandan Yojana accounts who will get five hundred rupees per month over the next few months as well. And ah, and another interesting one which isn't uh, quite cash, but is important, is the Ujwala scheme, uh, through which the government has given cooking gas connections to 8.3 crore poor households. And one of the complaints has been that, you know, these many of these households, while they have the connections, have not been able to pay for additional cylinders. Uh, so this this um, this package now includes free gas cylinders for the this three-month period. Apart from that, um, there is some relief being provided to organized sector workers as well. Uh, for small companies with 100 employees or less, of whom 90% earn less than 15,000 per month, the center will bear the cost for uh, EPF contribution, both the employers and the employee costs. As well as uh, if you are registered under the EPF, um, they're going to be amending the scheme so that you can take out 75% of the amount that's in your account. It's a non-refundable advance. So, uh, for, so for organized sector workers who desperately need cash now, who may have perhaps lost their jobs, or this this comes as a huge relief. Uh, apart from that, there are collateral free loans being provided for self-help groups. Uh, the government is asking states to use the money that's already sitting in construction wel workers' welfare funds uh, to be used to provide support to about 3.5 crore workers under that scheme. Um, there's Narega, like I said, as well as there is uh, there is the income support scheme for, for landowning farmers. Uh, so 2,000 rupees is due to come to them anyway in the first quarter of the next year. But uh, the government has asked that, that this be front-loaded and it be paid in the first week of April. One other group that was included in today's uh, package was uh, the health community. Uh, so the government is providing 50 lakh rupees of medical insurance cover for the next three months for what it calls frontline workers. So these include ASHA workers, medical sanitary workers, paramedics, nurses, and doctors at its government hospitals. And this would be covering about 22 lakh people. So these are people who are uh, working to curb the spread of COVID-19 at personal risk. So they are being provided with insurance cover. So those are kind of, I think, a summary of, of the things that are being um, thought of. So not all of it is new funds like PM Kisan thing, for example. Yeah. So, um, but 
yeah, to kind of they kind of looked at at, at different vulnerable groups and and see how to uh, help. Yeah, no, that was a great roundup, Priscilla. Thanks a lot. So, uh, just, just I think the the question here is that you know, is this because everybody was expecting this mega kind of relief package, and now I think what we uh, some what we're trying to ponder is, is this the first step, and are there more installments to come? Any reporting that you can give us from the finance ministry side on whether there's any kind of indication about more measures to come? So, given that. Uh, the finance minister was not very clear in her responses on this issue. Uh, many, many people did ask about uh, saying that this is this is basically a welfare package. It's not a stimulus package. Right. It's not, a, it's not an economic package that's going to help um, support the economy as a whole. This is a welfare package. And she emphasized that, that this is a welfare package meant for the poorest of the poor, its immediate needs. So uh, while she did not provide any actual clarity on, uh, you know, further support, she kind of said that that will come up later, that will come up later. Uh, and uh, we have reported, I have reported that uh, the economic task force, which was announced by the Prime Minister a week ago, is yet to be set up. But uh, the finance ministry says that, you know, discussions are happening uh, with economists, with industrialists and with uh, MPs who are interested in economic issues, and that they are, as well as with stakeholders of uh, particularly vulnerable uh, industries like um, the tourism and hospitality sector, uh, I think aviation, fisheries. Um, so some of these sectors also, there are discussions going on, which seems to imply that there will be further support announced for them. There was no promise made, but uh, given that these inputs are being sought of what support is needed for such sectors, um, it seems to imply that there will be. So one of the things that economists also raised today was uh, how these packages will be financed. Both this, and there was no clarity from uh, the government today on how uh, this 1.7 lakh crore package is being financed, but also if there is going to be further stimulus packages, um, how they will be financed. Uh, and economists have said that there is a need to uh, relax fiscal deficit limits uh, given the current crisis. Okay, and Priscilla, just following on from the last question. Um, so this is, I think, if you look at the international comparison here, and if you convert this 1.7 lakh uh, crore figure, that's uh, 22.6 billion. And um, you know, how does that how does that stack up against the figures that other countries are spending? Because I think I also read that the total outlay now by you know other countries combined is now something like five trillion to fight this this outbreak, this pandemic. Yeah, so other countries have announced much larger packages. I think uh, the U.S. has just approved a plan to provide a two trillion dollar stimulus, and that would, you know, involve giving uh, poorer people a thousand two hundred dollar check each. So that's you know, and this is this is not the only stimulus they've announced. And a number of other countries have announced much larger stimuluses as well. But uh, a couple of things. One is that you know it. Perhaps it's not fair to compare uh, the Indian package with some of these other countries, both because the Indian package is meant as an initial package, uh, a welfare package, not as an overall economy stimulus, but yeah. also because we simply don't have the resources of many of these developed countries. It's probably uh, fairer, though, to look at uh, how much we are, we are spending as a, as a fraction of GDP. And there also, however, we do fall short in that I think many countries are 
uh, what economists are saying is that many countries are uh, spending uh, 10 to 12% of their GDPs in these stimulus packages. Uh, whereas the package announced by uh, uh, the finance minister today is uh, 0.75% of India's GDP. So even in comparison to our own economy, it's pretty small. Okay, and just lastly, so right, we read this as a first step in government measures, re- relief measures, and it's targeting firstly the poor and the most vulnerable. And yet I think the, just going back to the start, the one kind of glaring omission are these migrant workers, and we're now seeing pictures, video footage uh, from across the country of uh, people stuck in train stations, uh, trying to go home, uh, being, I think, mistreated by the police in many instances. Can any any sort of anticipated relief measures for this section of people? Uh, we haven't heard of anything um, like that from the central level. Several states have announced measures. Right. Uh, I, I did see that, you know, Kerala, for example, has community kitchens. Mm. A number of, you know, there are states which are providing some sort of relief. Um, but from the central level, there hasn't been an announcement. Similarly, by the way, for uh, uh, other things like for, for the needs of children, for example, with schools yeah. being shut down and Anganwadi's being shut down. So uh, midday meals as well as nutrition for uh, children, for young children as well as for uh, pregnant women and young mothers. Uh, the, the states have been directed to continue this, but there has been no um, central support for for this or central direction per se. Um, so different states are doing different things. Uh, some are calling children to come to the schools and to you know and they're giving them cooked food, which raises, raises the issue of, of social distancing and of isolation then and how that works. Uh, some are giving grains as rations. What would have been midday meal, they give it as ration. Some apparently are going to give money. But yeah, this is all coming from the states. Uh, there doesn't seem to be you know, central direction on that. And similarly for migrant workers, as you said. Okay. Priscilla, so thanks. This was a great first impression of what I, what we hope, I think, is the first of many economic measures to come. Uh, I hope we can, uh, I hope you can return to discuss some of them as well. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks a lot, Jim. Bye.